Okay, so Ezra chapter 8. If you're there, we're going to start at the 21st verse. How many are there? All right. The Bible says this. It says, Then I proclaimed a fast there at the river of Ahaba, that we might humble ourselves before our God to seek from him the right way for us and for our little ones and all our possessions. For I was ashamed to request of the king an escort of soldiers and horsemen to help us against the enemy on the road. Because we had spoken to the king, saying, The hand of our God is upon all those for good who seek him, but his power and his wrath are against all those who forsake him. So we fasted and entreated our God for this, and he answered our prayer. Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray that you would bless your word right now, God, that you would move in this place, Lord, that you would remove every distraction and every hindrance, God, and that you would speak to the hearts and the lives of these, your people, God. We've come here tonight to hear your voice, Lord, and I pray that you would encourage us, you would strengthen us in our walk, and you would give us the confidence that we need, Lord God, to do everything that you've called us to, Father. We thank you and we give you all the praise in Jesus' name. And the church said, amen Amen and amen. I want to talk to you just for a few moments on the subject of spiritual warfare. How many know that we're always battling? And we battle in the spirit. The Bible says that weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds. So we are constantly in our prayer lives. We're battling, man. We're battling throughout the day through various different trials and tests and temptations and different things that the enemy will throw our way. So every day of our lives as Christians, we are in some form or some shape or manner of spiritual warfare. Can I get somebody to say amen? I want to title this message, The Enemy in the Way. Title of this message is The Enemy in the Way. In the verses that I read to you, verse number 22, it says this, For I was ashamed to request of the king an escort of soldiers and horsemen to help us against the enemy on the road, is what it says in the New King James, but the original King James says, to help us against the enemy in the way. I like that one a little better because personally, I feel like that these last months, these days, that there has been an enemy in the way. In every journey for every man and woman of God, there will always be an enemy in the way. As I was reading these verses right here, Ezra the priest is at this time about to lead a group of people back into Jerusalem. Now, they came to Jerusalem when they, this was after the captivity in Babylon, and they had began releasing some of the people to go back into Jerusalem. The priest Zerubbabel was the very first one to go back in, and he led a group of people back in. And so they came, and then after him comes Ezra, and he's got another group of people. The third wave of people that came into Jerusalem were led by Nehemiah, which is in the following book that you read where he bring, comes back in to rebuild the wall. Ezra and Zerubbabel led the people who rebuilt the temple. So here is the situation. Ezra is now about to lead this group of people. They're not, so, they're not like a whole group of just soldiers. They're men, they're women, they're children. He's got a mixed multitude of all these different people, and he's got to lead them back into Jerusalem. And now when the time comes to leave, 
Ezra says the first thing that he does is he goes to the river of Hava and he declares a fast, a corporate fast. He says, everybody, we're fasting. We're going to pray. We need God's direction. I need to know what we should do. I'm not just going to jump out and do this thing without getting the mind of God. You know, sometimes we jump out and we do stuff without getting the mind of God. And then we wonder how come everything didn't go the way we wanted it to go. I know that don't happen to y'all, but that happens to me sometimes. So let me just talk about myself for a few minutes because I know y'all way more spiritual than me. Y'all always fast and pray first. But he wanted to know what was the right thing to do. But then he makes a unique decision. You see, the king, Artaxerxes, who was in charge at that time, was willing. He would have easily, without hesitation, he would have given Ezra a military escort to take him back to Jerusalem. Now he's got, again, he's got men, he's got women, he's got children. He's talking about, when he talks about the enemy in the way, he's talking about their robbers, uh, there's, the, there's all kinds of things that they can encounter before they get to Jerusalem. If they were to encounter uh, uh, someone who tried to maybe attack them, you know, he's thinking, man, we got children, we got women. They're going to make us vulnerable because they can't fight like the fighting men and the enemy would attack the women and children to make us vulnerable and, and make us just... So it seems like it would make sense to get a military escort. But Ezra said, here's my problem. He said, I have been telling the king about how God works on behalf of those who love him. In essence, he was saying, I've been telling the king how great God is. I've been telling the king about this powerful God we serve. See, he's a Persian king. He doesn't know about Jehovah God. He's not aware that we serve the only God. We serve the true God. We serve the creator of heaven and earth. We serve the God who can heal. We serve the God who can save. We serve the God with all power. He said, now I would be ashamed to walk into this man's room and tell him, my God can't watch over us. Can you please send the army? Then that was not a popular decision. Now I can imagine all the people who are who he's leading, they're probably looking at Ezra saying, uh, so we're gonna get that that escort, right? <laughs> uh Ezra, wh- where's the army? <laughs> you tell me we're walking out here by ourselves? But he said, We have to trust God. I know that there's an enemy in the way. But I know that my God is greater than the enemy in the way. See, right now, we all have an enemy in the way. Uh, they, 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 they called it the coronavirus. They, 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 they call it COVID-19. They have used the news and the media to terrorize us. Uh, they have tried to make us so afraid to live our lives that there are people who now won't do what God is asking them to do because you don't understand, Pastor, there's an enemy in the way. I would do it, but the enemy is in the way. But I got some news for you today. You've already told people what kind of God you serve. You told your boss what kind of God you serve. You told your family what kind of God you serve. Don't wait now. You ought to be ashamed to make them think that COVID is greater than God. He said, I was ashamed. 
See, it takes strong conviction of the Holy Spirit upon a man's conscience for them to make such an unpopular decision. There are some people, probably some of your family members, who even will say to you now, you know, you shouldn't be going to church. You, you, you going to church? Don't you know? Did you know coronavirus is still out there? This is different because this is an invisible enemy. And I got to tell him, wait a minute. My enemy has always been invisible. I don't know what you're talking about. I've always had an invisible enemy. I've been fighting an invisible enemy from the day I gave my life to Jesus. I, y'all ain't trying to hear me right now. I can't be afraid. Don't act like this is the first time you ever fought an invisible enemy. You've been fighting an invisible enemy ever since you gave your life to Jesus. This ain't nothing new for you and me. We're not resting against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, uh, against the spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Somebody ought to shout right now because we got an enemy in the way, but we're not afraid of the enemy in the way because our God is greater. Our God is bigger. Our God has more power. Our God can still heal he can still save he can still deliver he is not listen he is not intimidated by this virus this enemy has placed the child of God at a crossroad between confidence and prudence see prudence tells me better wear the mask Oh no, that that's that's prudence. That's I mean that makes sense. You gotta wear a mask. When I go into public places, I put a mask on. For me to put other people at ease. Amen. <laughs> you put everybody else at ease when you put on your mask. But then there's still confidence though. But see, I can't let it take all of my confidence. I can't, I can't get to the place where I'm so, I'm so terrified that, that now I don't have no confidence in God anymore. See, they have tried to make this thing seem like it is so big. And, you know, they'll tell you, well, you know, look now, there, there's Christians that get this thing too. Hey, look, let me tell you something. When it rained, it rained on everybody. I mean, when it's hot outside, it's hot for us too. You know, it ain't like we get a few degrees, you know, like God going to drop the temperature down for us. You know, it's 105 over there for them sinners. You know, it's, it's 98 over here for us. You know, We still live here. We're still a part of it. We still live on this earth. And so this broken world that is, that is influenced and it is, it is damaged because of the corruption that sin has brought into it. That's the reason why now we have these types of things happening. Because God said, listen, he says the heaven, even the heavens belong to the Lord. But he said the earth I've given to the sons of man. I've given man the earth to govern it, to rule it, to run it. But man has messed this thing up bad. And that's why we got this kind of stuff happening. But God has still got a purpose for us. Even now, our purpose has not changed. Our calling has not changed. What God wants out of our life is not that it hasn't changed. It's not like we could go and sell God. Okay, look, God, you know, I'm going to have to put this thing on hold. I can't do what you want me to do right now, God, because, you know, I got an enemy in the way. 
God says, the enemy was in the way when I called you. There was an enemy in the way the day I saved you. You know how many demons and how many devils uh, that the angels had to fight off uh, to get you and bring you out of that bar uh, or bring you off of that street corner or get you while you was in that jail cell. Come on, don't look at me like that. Or whatever situation you might have found yourself in. You was depressed. You were discouraged. You was lonely. You were sick. Whatever it was, you might have thought you'd about to lose your mind. Every kind of demon and devil was trying to keep you from getting to Jesus. But the angels fought their way through. They said the enemy is in the way, but he won't stop me that's how you got saved that's why he rescued you when you were in a desperate situation so even at that crossroad between confidence and prudence you know yeah we still have prudence we we do our best to we try social distance i know they say you ain't supposed to shake hands I know we ain't supposed to, but still, sometimes be like somebody ain't seen a long time. What's up, man? <laughs> Dap them up, you know, hug. Pull out my hand sanitizer. Yeah, right, brother. God bless you. Show sure is good seeing you. Don't take it personal. <laughs> Can I get a witness? <laughs> That's prudence. But confidence is live your life. Confidence says live your life. Confidence says trust God. You are, listen, you, you, you do what you got to do. How did Ezra obtain victory over the enemy in the way? And I'm going to talk about three things, and I'm going to get through them real quick tonight. How many all right? Are, 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 you, are you hearing the voice of God? I pray you walk out of here encouraged. <laughs> yeah we want to make sure that God speaks so we're not going to rush it so much to where God doesn't have a chance to speak though we still want to hear the voice of God tonight and I believe that God this is a word for, for the church for, for the people of God when God gave me this word I really felt like this is a word for the people of God today this is the word we need to hear but we are to be like Ezra and say, man, I'd be ashamed to make whatever situation I'm facing bigger than God. You see, that's what he was really saying. He was saying, I'm not going to let this thing be bigger than God. Listen, don't have more confidence in the CDC than you do in G-O-D. Woo, wait a minute, let me say that one more time for the hearing impaired. Don't have more confidence in the CDC than you do in G-O-D. One of the ways that he obtained victory over the enemy in the way is that he realized that prayer and fasting gave him God's direction. He went, and it says that they fasted at the river Ahava. Ahava means brotherhood. Uh, so, so it kind of was a place where everyone was together. He he claimed a, he de, he declared a corporate fast. You know, sometimes your pastors claim a fast sometimes, and they'll say, "Okay, church, we're fasting." And some of y'all come to church, you're like, "What? <laughs> fasting? How come ain't nobody asked me? <laughs> I'm hungry." <laughs> It also means I shall subsist. 
And the word subsist, it means to exist or to to remain alive as on food or resources. So here he comes to the place that speaks about needing sustenance. You know, you got to, you got to live. You got, but even then Ezra understood man does not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Ezra said, wait a minute. We can go a day. Look, if y'all go a day without eating, you ain't going to die. Some of you need to go a day without eating because I'm just saying, some of us, we done messed around and got about 50 pounds outside the will of God. We might need to go two or three days without eating. I'm sorry. I put on a little weight myself, man. I was recent. I've been trying to lose the same 20 pounds for about three years. <laughs> I can't seem to lose it. I keep finding it again. My problem is, you know, I, I want to eat like a horse and look like a show pony. <laughs> Sometimes you have to fast and pray to get over a situation. There are some things where you got to take it to another level. Now, I know you might say, well, you know, Pastor, I got, I got medication. I got You don't understand. I, the doctor said I got to eat. Pastor Jerry might not let me come back for a little while now. He's going to say, Pastor Chuck, you came in here, got my people all mad and messed up, man. And, and, and it's true. I mean, I know people do have medical conditions, and, you know, we all, probably all of us, I'm 62 years old, so everybody got a doctor that gave you something you're supposed to take. But here's what I know. I ain't going to die if I skip one day. Come on, don't look at me like that. Don't act like you fall out dead if you miss that medication one day. You don't understand, Pastor. If I don't take my medication, I start getting the shakes. They're shaking. No, that's shaking because you're hungry. That got nothing to do with that medication. I'm sorry. Dang, I got to stop, man. I said I wasn't even going to do this kind of stuff. Hey, it's not easy to fast. I love to eat. My stomach proves that I love food. That's why I can't lose these 20 pounds. But I realize that sometimes you have to go to the next level. In Mark chapter 9, verses 28 and 29, the Bible says that when he had come into the house, his disciples asked him privately, why could we not cast it out? So he said to them, this kind can come out by nothing but prayer and fasting. Now, if you read an NIV Bible, you're probably right now saying, Pastor Chuck, that's not in my Bible. That's why I don't read the NIV. But anyway, that's just me. But I have found in my life that there are times that I have to deny my flesh. I have to bring my body under subjection and let the spirit man begin to rise up. See, I know that when I don't, when I fast, I begin to get more in tune with God. I begin to get more empowered against the thing that I'm battling against. Jesus told the disciples it was a spirit that they couldn't cast out. And they were trying to understand, Jesus, we've been doing everything you do. We watch you all the time. We did everything that you say. We were behaving just like you. How come we couldn't cast it out? Jesus said, because y'all ain't been fasting yet. 
See, y'all don't understand. I spent 40 days fasting and praying. Uh, I got the power of the Holy Spirit in me from that fasting and praying. And that's why you want to get rid of that demon? You might have to start fasting and praying. <laughs> Ezra said, I got to get God's direction. I'm going to have to fast and pray to make sure that I hear God's voice and not the voice of all of this other stuff. So prayer and fasting gave him God's direction. Secondly, a God-infused conscience gave him God's correction. Mm. I said a God-infused conscience gave him God's correction. See, it's the infusion of God's spirit upon a conscience, upon his conscience that made him ashamed to put his confidence in the arm of the flesh. He was thinking like Zechariah 4 and 6 when he said, this is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel. He had just spoken. God had spoken to Zerubbabel before Ezra got there. And he said, listen, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. See, when his mind started thinking about that military escort, and the natural man probably said, you know, maybe I should just do it. I mean, the king is going to give it to me. It's not like it's a bad thing. I mean, so what? There's some of us today that, man, the enemy speak to you and they try to keep us from coming to church. Don't go to that church. You can just put everything with God on hold. You can sit at home. I sat at home a few times when the thing first started. Man, I, I, I'm telling you, man, I, I had to go to church. Y'all don't hear, I couldn't, I was like, wait a minute, this ain't working. Me sitting at home, church is on, I'm eating a sandwich in the middle of the message. <laughs> I'm frying chicken. <laughs> yeah, yeah, go ahead, say that. What was that? I couldn't hear what that chicken was popping. <laughs> I needed to be in the house of God so I could lock in to the word of God to experience the worship. You know, there's something about the atmosphere of the worship when you're in the house of God. They were worshiping on television, but I couldn't really get into it like I get into it when I go to church. I said, wait a minute, man. I got. I don't care what the CDC says. I, got, I know what G-O-D says. It says to forsake not the assembling of ourselves together. I got to get into the house of God. Let me tell you something. It I look at it like, listen, when it's my time, staying at home ain't going to stop it. That's like people that tell me, well, you know, I don't fly because you know that plane might crash. Let me tell you something. If it's your time, staying out of a plane ain't going to make no difference. It's just the way things go. The old joke I used to hear, a guy, he quit smoking so he wouldn't die from cancer. Just walked outside, got ran over by a tobacco truck. <laughs> Got him, the tobacco got him anyway. I'm sorry. That was terrible. But it doesn't seem like a bad thing that Ezra was contemplating. In 2 Samuel 24, David, he suffered the judgment of God for taking a census, for counting the people he had. And God judged him. And it sounds like such a simple thing. Man, why would he get in trouble for that? Because David had fought over and over again and never needed man's 
he never needed to know whether he was strong enough with people. When he fought Goliath, he didn't say, hey, uh, uh, y'all, y'all help me in case he's too much for me. Uh, every battle he went into, he went into it trusting God. Now all of a sudden, he's gotten a little bit full of himself. And now he wants to know how big is my army. I need to know how many I got so that way I know how strong I am. And God said, wait a minute, you were never strong because of your army. You were always strong because of me. You were strong because of my grace, because of my mercy, because of my power was over you. You ain't got to count them people. And he judged David for counting them. If he would have had his conscience at that time, if his conscience could have been infused by God, he would have been convicted in his heart and said, wait a minute, I shouldn't do this. And when God judged him on it, you know, it was the first thing out of his mouth. Man, I knew I shouldn't have did it. I knew it was wrong to go out. His leader, Joab, even told, when he asked him to count, Joab said, David, you shouldn't do this. This ain't right. You never counted them before. But his word was stronger. And Joab said, okay, you say so. But it brought judgment on his life. Let me tell you something. Sometimes things that might not seem like much, when God is speaking to your conscience, hear me, church. When you have a God-infused conscience, God can correct you and put your mind back right. Put your mind back right. So you're thinking them godly thoughts. Whatsoever things are lovely. Whatsoever things are pure. Whatsoever things are honest. Whatsoever things are virtuous. Whatsoever things have a good report. Come on, somebody. If, I, if there's anything praiseworthy, think on those things. And lastly, faith in God's testimony gave him God's correct, gave him God's protection. So prayer and fasting gave him God's direction. A God-infused conscience gave him God's correction. And faith in God's testimony gave him God's protection. Ezra had told the king, he had told him, the hand of our God is upon all those for good who seek him. Way back in the Old Testament, he sounded like Paul. Paul seemed to echo that same thought. In Romans 8, 28, when Paul said, and we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. I wonder if anybody believes that tonight. You see, he wasn't having faith in his own words. He was having faith in what God says. See, today I'm not saying, listen, my confidence isn't in what I'm saying. My faith and my confidence is in God's testimony. See, God has testified. He has testified to me and said, I am Jehovah Jireh. I'm your provider. Amen, God. My faith is in that, that you are my provider. He has testified to me and said, I am Jehovah Rapha, the Lord, your healer. Praise God. I got confidence in what you say, God. This ain't in what I say. This is what you say. He says he's a healer. I believe it. He says he's a provider. I believe it. He says he's a deliverer. I believe it. He says he's a chain breaker. I believe it. He says he's a way maker. I believe it. He says he's a promise keeper. I believe it. My faith ain't in my testimony. My faith is in God's testimony. That's what protects me against the 
devil. That's what protects me against the enemy in the way because my faith is in God. It's not in me. It's not in somebody else. Uh, it's in what God says about himself. You got to understand something. God is testifying about his own nature, about what he can do. Today, that's why I'm not putting my confidence in the CDC. I got my confidence in the G-O-D because I understand something today that God is greater. He's got more power. I know there's an enemy in the way. I know he's invisible, but my enemy has always been invisible. This ain't nothing new to me. I'm still fighting. I'm still in spiritual warfare and I'm going to move the enemy out of the way so I can be who God has called me to be. Somebody in this church ought to shout for Jesus. Praise the Lord. We better stand right now. And we starting to run out of time here. I trust those of you that are watching online have been blessed also. I know we got an online audience. Y'all ain't invisible. We see you even when we don't see you. And we thank God for you. And I thank God for those of you that are here tonight who come to hear a word from God. But I want to encourage you and I want to challenge you. Don't be afraid of the enemy in the way. Amen? Don't forget the things that you've testified. The things that you've told your boss. Things that you've told your family. You know, sometimes we have to think like Ezra. Ezra said, wait a minute. Man, I've been telling this king all these great things about God. How can I now walk in and ask him for his help and tell him that I'm afraid of the enemy in the way? Ezra said, my God is able. My God is able. Sometimes we got to embrace that kind of attitude and say, my God is able. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were staring at that fiery furnace. They said, my God is able. But even if he don't, <laughs> even if he don't, we're still going to praise him. We're still not going to bow down. We're still not going to bow down. Just whether God chooses to take us from this fire or whether we go through this fire, that's all right. Come on, somebody. We're born again. Come on, anybody in here born again? Hallelujah. I read something the other day, and the man, he said, listen, he was saying you have to be born again. He said, it's better to be born twice and die once than to be born once and die twice. You must be born again. Your victory over the enemy in the way. We're not intimidated today, church. God's not giving us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. We ain't crazy. We're not fools. We use prudence. Come on, somebody. We still have prudence, but prudence does not rob us of our confidence. We still got confidence in God. And so, yeah, we do the things we need to do. But we also understand that God is greater. I tell people, man, I don't walk down the street with a mask on. Ain't nobody nowhere around me. 
I mean, who I'm going to give it to? And who going to give it to me? My understanding is that it's passed from person to person. Now, if they tell me that the entire Earth's atmosphere is contaminated, well, when they tell me that, ain't no sense of wearing a mask, no way. Come on, somebody. You might as well stick a fork in me because I'm done. So I wear it when I need to. I ain't walking around no 100-degree weather with no doggone mask on. You crazy? I'm outside. Really? I mean, what's in there? Are you in your car by yourself? Unless You got it? And if you got it, it's still wearing a mask. Ain't going to help you. You already got it. Come on. So get, listen, I'm just saying, church, sometimes you got to, <laughs> just like I said, if you can just get it walking down the street, then we all, we're in trouble. And this whole thing about social distancing is just a lie. And wearing a mask is a waste of time. We got an enemy in the way, but our God is greater. Come on, somebody. Our God is greater. Have confidence in God. That's all I'm really trying to say to you tonight. Have confidence in God. I ain't telling you to stop wearing a mask. I ain't telling you to just oh, forget all that social distancing. I ain't telling you that. I'm telling you to have confidence in God because your God is greater. Can I get a witness in this place? Can I get a witness in this place? Come on, just give God a good, good praise. Come on, church. We, man, we serve the God that created everything. There's no need for us to live in fear. Caution is one thing, but you can go to the place where you just, where it's like you don't even know who God is, but my God is greater. I want to pray for you tonight. I want to pray and believe God for you. I want to pray for you to have confidence in God. Amen. Amen. I want you to have a God-infused conscience so that God can correct you when your thinking starts getting outside of his will. Because sometimes our thoughts will have us behaving in a way that doesn't honor God. And we begin to show fear in the presence of people who don't know God. And then we act as fearful as they are. And it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense for us to be as, a, as fearful as they are. Somebody's got to have some confidence. You see, Ezra looked at all of those people who were following him. And they probably all thought, Ezra, you're crazy, man. You're crazy. We need this military escort. And Ezra said, we got God. We got God. What's wrong with y'all? We got God. God's kept us. He's, he's taken us this far. He'll take us all the way. But what about the enemy in the way? My God's greater than the enemy in the way. Ezra probably reminded him. He, don't you remember? When, don't you know the story? God parted the Red Sea. Huh? Don't you know he made water come from a rock? Don't you know about all the plagues he unleashed on Egypt? What's wrong with you guys? Don't you understand? We're serving that God, the great God, the great I am. We're serving the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. We're serving the God that created the heavens and the earth, the one that just took the stars and threw them up in the air and told them to stay right there, the one who put the sun in the sky, the one who put the moon in the sky. Y'all ain't trying to hear this. The one that put the water in the oceans, the one that created the mountains and the trees and every living thing. That's the God we're serving. You think he's not greater than the enemy in the way? 
Why, Elisha told that servant, there's more on our side than there is on their side. The Bible says that when Satan got cast out of heaven, he took a third of the angels with him. Uh, but two-thirds stayed with God. That means his demons is outnumbered two to one. <laughs> Come on, we got two angels on every demon. Y'all ain't... So when you pray and you say, God, I want you to send your warring angels, Lord. Every angel that's assigned to protect my life, God, I want you to send them out before me, Lord. That they would go before me and make the crooked places straight. They would make a path for me. They would defeat every demon and every devil. There's more on my side than there is on his side. And I call the powers of heaven. To... Praise Lord. We ran out of time, so I ain't going to be able to have y'all come to the I did it anyway, talk too much, but it's almost time, and I'm going to be done on time. Come on, somebody give, give Pastor Chuck a... <laughs> Y'all don't know. Huh? Ooh, glory to God. He's trying to protect me. Pastor Jerry probably said, well, Pastor Chuck, you know how he do. He's, he was like, 8.30, uh, Brother Chuck, 8.30. Uh, Pastor Chuck, 8.30. Pastor Chuck, let me say one more time, just in case you wasn't listening, 8.30. <laughs> Amen. But stretch your hands towards heaven. If you want to believe God and you want to have more confidence, because, listen, we all have an enemy in the way. And as I said before, listen, an invisible enemy, I know that's what they say on television. They make it sound like, oh, you know, this is so different because we have an invisible enemy. The church has always had an invisible enemy. This is not new to us. This is what we've always been battling with. And in spiritual warfare, we want to be like Ezra. And when they try and get us to talk and, and let fear come out of our mouths and that we start needing to rely on the government or anybody else to make us feel secure, we're going to say, wait a minute, I would be ashamed. Hear me, church. I would be ashamed to tell them that I need their help more than I need God's. Be ashamed. Then how am I going to turn around after that and then tell them how great God is? It don't make sense. And so we're going to have confidence in God. We're going to still use our prudence. Wear your mask. You know, do your social distancing. You know, use, use wisdom. But don't let this stop you from living your life. Amen. God ain't called us to put our life on hold or, or you still tell people about Jesus. You still pray for people. You still believe God for people. You still let God use you the way that God has called you. No matter if there is an enemy in the way or not. All over this place, stretch your hands towards heaven as we pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, God, we pray right now, Lord. Father, we thank you, Lord, that you're greater than the enemy in the way. We thank you, Lord, that, God, you give us confidence. You give us confidence, Lord. Yes, Lord, we have prudence, Lord. Yes, we'll use prudence, Lord, God, and we'll use wisdom. And we'll do things safely. And we'll protect ourselves and our loved ones, God. But at the same time, 
We're not going to stop having confidence in you, God. We're not going to stop believing you, Lord. We're going to step out in faith just like you've called us to, Lord. We're going to do the same things, Lord, that you've been calling us to do all along, God. We're not going to allow, Lord God, for the enemy to confuse us or to put fear in our hearts. Lord, we are going to fast and pray when we need to to get your direction. We're going to ask you to infuse our consciences, Lord, so that we could get your, your correction, Lord, that we could be able to be corrected in our thinking. And Lord, we're going to have faith in your testimony so that we can have your protection. And Lord, we'll do all of these things. We'll do all these things, Lord, to bring you the honor and the glory that you deserve, God. That we can lift up your name, Lord, in this earth and wherever we are. And right now, God, we'll just, we love you, we praise you, and we glorify your wonderful name, Father. And we thank you in the mighty, matchless, and strong name of Jesus. Chatsworth Foursquare said, come on, give God a good, good praise. Woo, help me somebody. I'm really glad you came to church tonight. Amen. I trust that you heard a word from the Lord. Those of you that are watching online, I trust that you were blessed also. Listen, don't let the enemy in the way stop you from doing the things you're doing. Once again, my wife will be out there. She's asked some of my CDs. If you want to get any of my books, you can mention it to her. But also, please, help me in my, uh, uh, to support the Run for Hope and help me to raise some of the money that I need to raise. You can be able to get you one of those beautiful Destiny Courage masks and be able to represent. Amen. God bless you.